You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Girls After Show. Yay! It's our first episode of Girls Brought to you by HBO on AfterBuzz TV. And this is amazing because it's episode one, season one. This is the beginning of the show. And I am your girl, Spicy Mottie. And we also have host Kelly O in the building, in addition to the beautiful Medium Gonzalez. Thank you. And you guys are watching Girls With Us on AfterBuzz TV. And this is the first show that we've seen in a long time that has not just the girls aspect, but it's actually realistic to real life. They're making comparisons about Sex in the City. And this is an amazing and talented actress as well, who also is the director and writer, correct? Yeah, she um, she wrote, and uh, Lena Dunham, I believe that's how you say her, her name, she wrote, directed, and stars in this series. And I think, I think it's great. I think it explores, it explores what living on your own, graduating from college, trying to figure out what your life is going to be and how it's not always glamorous. It's kind of the nitty gritty. It's not like when you're out of high school or, you know, right out of college, it's not always like Sex and the City. It's not always like Gossip Girl. It's not always like you're in these penthouse apartments and shopping for shoes and, you know, all of that. It's hard times and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make it and the struggles and all of that. And I think that's what we're going to get to see with this series. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, definitely. I like how they go and... um you know, they introduce the characters and in their different levels of who they are and what they're doing. And the thing that I really like is that the girls in this, as opposed to Sex in the City, because they've been being compared to Sex in the City a lot, mm-hmm. it's very much so more realistic. That's what I took from it as well, that it was very realistic. We got to see awkward moments and uncomfortableness. And oh, that's yeah. one thing that she's getting, you know, kind of jabbed about is the uh, awkward sex scenes that are going on. Yeah. And these are all kind of taboo topics that are going on in the show, kind of similar to Sex in the City. But this is more raunchy. Well, they, they said <laughs> that like in Sex in the City, for instance, when they had their sex scenes, it even if the sex was not pretty, it still looked pretty. Where this is kind of face to what it really is. I mean, we've all had that moment, that very first time, or that very awkward relationship where you're just, like, fumbling and not sure what to do, <laughs> and, you know, like, your legs above your head, but your pants still on the other one, and it's just, like, not Which even, just you know, really not sexy. You're it's trying to be cute, not and it's sexy. not working at all. And so, you know, the, these characters... When they introduce them, it's just, it's very real, it's very raw. And, you know, you have Hannah, who 
is played by Leah Dunham, and or Lena. I'm sorry, Lena. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Hannah, and she's the main character. She's like the Carrie of the of the thing. She's a writer. She's writing her own book. They're all essays. Um, and of course, naturally, we're going to gravitate. Is this more like Sex in the City? But it's not. It's it's very hard. She's living paycheck to paycheck. In fact, she's not even getting a paycheck. She is like a one year going strong intern, and her parents have been footing the bill for her for the last two years since she's graduated college in hopes that she'd find her way. And now they're like, this is our one time to come. And actually now we have to give you the final push because we can no longer support you. And that's how they started off the show is us opening up with the scene with the parents explaining why they have to cut her off. Yeah. And it's more so the mom. It's more so Did her you mom. That it was she's the pusher. The one. The mom kinda, is the pusher. Yeah. She seems to be a daddy's girl, and her mom is kind of is kind of pushing her that you know this is enough. Enough is enough. You graduated from college two years ago. <laughs> I like what she says. You need <laughs> to get a job. She's like, no more money. Yes, no more money. I'm I'm not going to bankroll this groovy lifestyle. <laughs> I was say, you. The groovy lifestyle. <laughs> She was like being sarcastic, but at the same time, really pretty much saying, You're benefiting off of us. Yeah. And it's been two years since you've graduated. And she's like, um, We're professors. Like, you don't know what our financial situation is. We're not, you know, we're professors. We don't make, basically saying, we don't make tons and tons of money, you know, to be, you know, supporting you for all of this time. Because it's not cheap to live in New York City. Oh, not no. at all. No. That's more expensive than Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, I just know from my personal experience like moving out to LA when I you know when I did on my own and just trying to support myself was a struggle and it you know so I can't even imagine because it's like twice as much to live in New York by yourself apartment in LA apartment in New York <laughs> exactly <laughs> for those of you at home that cannot see Miriam just held up her iPhone and then a, a white piece of paper comparing the difference in sizes I mean it's like $1100 $1100 you really get no space like yeah, food yeah. is twice as much and, and it's, it's transportation not, doesn't yeah. exist. Like you have to take public transportation there. You yeah. can't drive. It's it's just it's it's crazy. And you know, to be fortunate enough to have your parents supporting you and all of that, she, you know, I think she has gotten a little bit spoiled with that. And I, it, it's from we know kind of what she says. Her her friends live the same way, right? You know, she's been interning at you know this company for over a year, which is a long time to be an intern. <laughs> It's a little bit too long to be an intern. It's like, like, what are you doing? Right. But I love it that she's not only writing a book, she's writing a memoir. She's two years out of college writing right. a memoir, a collection of essays about what life. So pretty much her parents don't take her seriously. No, I mean, but, but I mean, but how, but seriously, like, how are you writing a memoir about a life you haven't even lived yet? She even says so much. Says as but much. she's very convinced that she is, though. Like, that she's justified yeah. in this career yes. voice and this book that she's doing. Because she said she had, what, like four essays and she was hoping to get nine, but she still has to live the life. <laughs> she's going to be living. If, if all goes the way I think it's going to go, she's going to be waiting tables in New York City. <laughs> so her parents pretty much essay. are realizing that she's delusional. They can't afford her youthful habit and they're gonna cut her off and I love the way that her mom put her foot down when Hannah was ordering like she wanted to order more food you could tell and her mom's like no she's dead (laughs) 
Let's enough. cut her off. <laughs> and she's like, you know, and her argument back is like, I'm an only child. You know, I could be a drug addict. I could be doing all of these other things. Right. But I'm on my way to being the person that you want me to be, living the life you want me to live. And, you know, and you don't want to support that. How dare you? <laughs> I love that though because when I was telling you guys that I have used that excuse before is you know aren't, be happy that I'm not a prostitute mom you know treat me better and really Van Hill was just trying to manipulate her parents yeah and make absolutely. them feel guilty who for really her wants off. to get a job if I didn't really have to get a job I would not work are you kidding no way if I could have somebody support me that would be just the bee's knees but you know sometimes you really if, if there's someone there to support you. You're, of course, you're not going to want to have to do it on your own. You need that extra push. So I think getting that push from her mom is going to be what she needs to get it together. She has to grow up. She does. She absolutely has to grow up. She can't, you know, it's so funny because, you know, after she goes and she has this whole, you know, getting turned down by her parents, she goes to her guy and, you know, for comfort. You know, like, here I am, I'm getting cut off. She's like, please don't judge me. Uh, Right. Only Only after she claimed to have gotten fired. From her internship, <laughs> which she, she which he makes fun of and says, so basically they just told you not to hang out here right. anymore. <laughs> but even before that, her parents, you know, because her parents came in to visit, and you know, she they're like, well, we, you know, we want to see you, and she's like, oh no, I don't want to see you anymore. She had an attitude with them, yeah, and they're like, okay, well, we're here for another couple of days, and she's like, well, I'm going to be too busy trying to become who I am. <laughs> That is some spoiled mess right there. Yes. I'm sorry. Because my mom would have reached across the table, slapped me a couple times, and then been like, now finish your meal that I paid for. Exactly. So then after all of that is when she takes off to go see her boyfriend or whatever. And that's whatever. when they introduce Adam to us. Yes. Who is making fun of her for... <laughs> for getting fired from a job she doesn't get paid for. Well, I like how, you know, she sits there and she's like, you know, here I am, don't judge me. I've been, you know, my parents have been supporting me. And he's like, oh, yeah, my parents, they don't support me, but my grandmother gives me 800 bucks a month. <laughs> and that's how he's making his living as a actor but he slash, he's like a carpenter because it's more, like, real to him or something. Yeah. It's, yeah, more organic or something. He said something like that. And I'm just like, okay, Adam, we already know what kind of guy you are. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a total, like, weird bachelor dude you're hot but you're a douche yeah, <laughs> we already totally. know that he didn't even <laughs> offer her to sit down she like comes in he sits down he's like half naked pulls his pants up to his boobs practically <laughs> you know and he's just like chatting with her and she's like can i sit down and he's like oh yeah you know and then you know, <laughs> this in, this episode had so many interesting different little things mm-hmm. that were a little on the bizarre side for me i mean and i think that's what, what the point is is to feel the realness of it because right. i mean how many times have we gone to well maybe not if you're not a little hooker but <laughs> you know you go <laughs> maybe to, we've been there <laughs> go ahead put it out there no, you, you know you go over to the guy that you're seeing's house and it, it's like is she really seeing him does he ever really ever take her out because it was very right. it was very booty callish. Every woman has been in this situation. I'm sorry. We've all put Absolutely. ourselves in this vulnerable situation. Absolutely. We're playing ourselves. Especially <laughs> in our early 20s. Yes, when you don't know any better and mm-hmm. you, you like him and he says he likes you, but it's not but really a relationship. But he doesn't want to put in any no. effort. And if he doesn't have to, and if you're going to do it all, he's absolutely not going to. So it's so easy. Yeah. And we kind of see Hannah chasing him. Because yeah. she's trying to hunt him down and find him and schedule well, this with him. And I think, too, before she go, when she's, um, before she even goes to her w- job, when she's with her roommate, 
I think they're talking about that because she's trying to see, you know, because I guess he never reaches out to her. No. And so she just decides, she's talking about that with her roommate. And she's like, how do I get him to do face-to-face if he won't even text me? Right. And then she oh, did, like, and you that's know. when they had the conversation about texting yeah. and, like, the lowest form of communication. Yeah, yeah. next to, like, Facebooking and Gchat right. and twe- <laughs> tweeting and all of that. All the different social media sites with, like, the levels. It's so, it's so impersonal. <laughs> it's not even cool what we've gotten It really to. is. We don't, we don't see face-to-face anymore no. and we don't even speak verbally now. No. It's just cyber communication 100%. If you can tell me what I need to know in 140 characters, we're good. And Our it's come yeah. to the point now where we're we're not even dating. We're finding out what the person is doing either by following them on Twitter and we're like, oh, he didn't call me. Oh, because he was at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> And how many people, I mean, how often is it that people really actually call you up and ask you out on a date or is it so Very much like, rare. what are you doing right now? Hey, let's meet up. Right. It's not even really like a date. It's yeah, like, you it's know, not courting. We know. What are you doing? All right. Hey, you want to hang out? Let's go do this. And it's all via text message. It's very rare that you actually get. So I can't even imagine like college girls or, you know, like, you know, nowadays that with all of the social media and the, you know, I chat and G chat and all of that. Right. Oh my gosh. Like, like, do you want to go out with me? Text back. Yes or no. <laughs> You know, the days of the of the yes, check, no check right. bottle, those are gone. Now it's like the text me, yes, exactly. no, tweet me this or that, or if you're not following Poke me, me. your face. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of college moments, I mean, there's, there's a moment where, okay, she's living in New York City. She's confiding in her roommate. They're awkwardly in the bathtub together. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because Kelly was nearly <laughs> having a quarter. <laughs> doing a bathtub together. I'm sorry, but I have never taken a bath or shower while my roommate slash BFF is shaving in the, in the same bathtub Let me, me think about this. Have I? No. Um, no, but I have taken a number two while they're talking to me in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> after Buzz exclusive over here. No. I have to say, when I, you're close with your roommate. <laughs> when you're close with your roommate, you know what happens. Like, I mean, I not that I've been in the bathtub with my cousin, but like my cousin and I were same you guys are close. age. We're close. And like, I mean, I can understand if you're like taking a bubble bath. Like if you're taking a bubble bath and you're covered in bubbles and you're like laying there and like you've got the shower curtain or something and your roommate's like coming and you guys are talking. But she was like full on. There was probably like the bathtub wasn't even full. You couldn't even see water. She's, She's like money. hanging out of the bathtub, <laughs> eating a cupcake <laughs> while her roommate is wrapped in a towel, shaving her leg, and, she and she's naked. She wanted a titty shot, right? Yeah, like, she wants to see her roommate naked. She's like, oh, you see me naked all the time. Why can't I see you naked? I'm sorry, but I just I just don't do that. I don't know why that. <laughs> no, I, I kid you not. My best friend, and I, she will not let me see her naked. I walk around the house naked all the time. Yeah, I but mean, and, it's and just and different. It's, I mean, cha- different changing folks. in front of each other and all that i totally get it i you know i like do that i'll change my clothes and i'll do all that and i don't care about that but it's just like i don't know it's something weird about it's not like she was bathing she was like sitting in the bathtub leaning out of it eating a cupcake but i I think that's what she was going for when when in the writing even to show us the awkward dynamic of a twisted funky really close relationship you can tell they're really close because for instance you know rewind a little bit back they they have like this they wake up in the same bed together and the reason but they're not not even just that they're like basically they're spooning. spooning they're spooning together <laughs> to, honestly like and that first shot i couldn't even tell like i was honestly curious to see if one of them was a guy i oh. thought i was like okay 
okay, so maybe yeah. they're bi-curious or gay. I don't know. Or avoiding yeah. their boyfriends that well, they no. don't really like. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is okay because, you know, when you have – I totally get the whole closeness dynamic of, of, of best friends, you know, sl- like doing all of that. I totally get that. And I don't see anything weird or wrong in that aspect. But at the same time, too, it th- that level of closeness is – you can honestly see is really one-sided because it's like she's naked but the other girl's not. So it's not at, it's not as even. But the other girl was the one that was spooning her. So, oh, so no, it wasn't. Okay. I think we're like talking about one, no, Marnie. It was, Marnie, uh, right? Marnie right. The, is the BFF. It, it, she was the one being spooned. Right. She was the one that Lena was, um, uh, that Hannah's character, like she's naked in front of her. But Marnie's not naked. I think you that know what was I mean? to set up their their characters, though. I mm-hmm. think that was to show us that she's more of the prude. She's more of the. Well, that's what I'm saying. It looks like Hannah needs her more because she's the one she's spooning needy, her. Right. She's more needy of that. Like she needs that attention. She's spooning her. Like she's practically laying on top of her when they're asleep. When you know when she like wakes up to look for the alarm clock. And she and, does. Like, she coddles her because you know, she reprimands her as a parent would. Mm-hmm. Right. And we yeah. definitely saw that. And I think that was that's good to point out this spooning thing because that does show the difference in the dynamics of the characters. So it's like when she's in the tub, it's more like she's the child and she's the mother like watching her bathe as a kid. You know what I mean? So I didn't think it was anything like sexual or anything like that. Like that's kind of the way that I looked at it is it was like, you know, that she because of the whole as the episode progresses that she does treat her like a kid and it obviously we can see from her parents cutting her off and all that Hannah kind of needs that extra guidance because she still hasn't kind of grown into her own yet and she sees you know that character her roommate kind of as that a little bit so i see that like with that being said you know they introduce the other characters into the show right we have the british chick um yeah jess i think that's her name who's living Mm -hmm. this lavish life and coming in for a week and and disappearing and you know doing everyone's boyfriend apparently (laughs) (laughs) we all know one of those Uh and uh so you know when they introduce Jess to the to the to the show, um, and the dynamic now the best friend the roommate is a little bit feeling a little like oh no like there's an intimidation there's, yeah it's thing. insecurity going mm-hmm. on right there yeah like you know someone's gonna come in and and. and Make a mess of everything that I make neat, and so um, so she's kind of the. I, I think that she's kind of a control freak too. Wouldn't oh, you think time. so? Yeah, she's very well put together. Mm-hmm. Her, the roommate's very well put together. She's uh, very in charge of everything. In fact, there's there's the point where like they're having the dinner party, and of course Hannah's late because she's getting laid by the weird guy awkwardly. <laughs> which <laughs> which mean, we're gonna go back to. Yeah, like, we have to yeah. discuss that. Scene. You know, they they decide to have a. Hannah decides like let's have a dinner, and Hannah winds up being really late to it, and so was Jess to the party and um when 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 the best friend and jess are having this dynamic you know just sitting on the toilet and she, the other one's standing up and they're talking she's like you're this is what she needs to do and she starts getting into this whole like parenting right. fight thing and you know i can see how hannah would like to go with on the wild side and not feel so structured and want to live free and care carelessly and like you know just not really give not really give a crap and where her roommate's more like, all right, you have to grow up. You need to be responsible. Like, life is kicking you in the butt. And, you know, she, Hannah even breaks down. She's like, I have about three days if I, you know, eat lunch. Don't eat. If I don't eat, <laughs> yeah. I, can last seven, yeah. I can last seven days with what I have left money-wise. And her roommate tries to kind of guide her to, like, you need to go back to your parents and really ask them nicely to just kind of hang tight until you get another job. You know, she doesn't tell her parents that she lost her job yet. She doesn't, right? you know, she's, she's like in this very, like, she gets cut off. She goes 
goes to her boss. Her boss goes and and you know says to her like, "I'm sorry. Good luck in your future." And she's Come like, back "When you're hungry enough." Yeah. yeah. She's like, "No. Like I want to stay here. I just want to get paid." And he's like, "Yeah, no." Have a nice life. She's, yeah. uh, she has unrealistic views. Yes. And uh, her her best friend is trying to reel her in. And then the British girl, um, Jess, who comes along, is out of way out of tune. She's in complete left field because she thinks that Hannah is doing great. Yeah. <laughs> so you, she obviously is disconnected and from from reality with her. I like how she compares well, it to like Elvis and all the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, her room is is her name Marnie. Is that the roommate's name? Marnie. Marnie. Like, she also is not dealing with her own stuff. No. Like, right. she's putting a lot of focus on Hannah's life and all of that and trying to control that because she doesn't want to, like, deal... Address her own issues. Her own issue of the fact that she now sees her boyfriend as, like, a gross uncle that touches her. That is Which hilarious. She's <laughs> avoiding him. Yes. She's completely avoiding this poor guy that's clearly still in love with her and all of that. And she just doesn't want to deal with it. So she's kind of redirecting all of that and, focus- and putting a lot of her focus on Hannah. And then... Well, it's, she's still giving her good advice and all of that. Right. I think she's just putting a little bit too, she's getting a little too involved in all of that. It's easier to address other people's of issues course. than it is your own. Absolutely. And, and Hannah wants that. She sees that she's getting treated by Charlie Amazing. And how does it feel to be with someone who's so in love with you? Yeah. And Marnie is like, well, I wouldn't know I'm not in love with him back. So, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's wrong. And to it see happens. like and to see him kind of, you know, when they're at that dinner and it's the, the two couples and she's like way on one side. Right. And he, it's like really sad. He's watching to kind of see. Too, of yeah, their and he is. And it's really unfortunate. So that's when, you know, they bust out the opium. Right. <laughs> but notice before that when how she is uh always like redirecting her energy. She doesn't want to address Charlie about not you know, caring. Right. Uh, she brings up Hannah. Yeah, she's, so she's worried about Hannah, Hannah as Hannah. opposed to because she, I think she's feeling the awkwardness in the mm-hmm. room oh, yeah. that she's not giving her boyfriend. So immediately, once again, her energy turns towards Hannah. Yeah. So then, yeah, that, and then. And then Jess shows up, and which is funny because she's not really worried about where Jess is. And the dinner was actually for <laughs> right, Jess, right? But she doesn't care about Jess. She's worried about Hannah, exactly. So that's where she wants all her focus to go. And what did she? She she kind of put a hater comment out there when she put Hannah's business that Hannah was sleeping with someone or chasing oh, yeah. after some guy. But not that only like that, she was like she's having gross, not like she's that. having gross sex with Adam. Like, who yeah. does that? Who throws their girl under the bus like that? Well, somebody that's obviously got some, you know. Well, she's some. not getting any on her side. And there, it's not going to happen because, I mean, the guy's in her place and she's not sleeping in the same bed with him. So, you know, they're, they're, once again, she's focusing her energy back onto Hannah and the, the controlling, the enviness, the, I'm sorry, the envious part of her relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, here she is. She's living carefree. Her parents paying for everything. And... She's getting gross sex where she has it all put together. You know, Marnie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Marnie Marnie does. It, it, it's really hard because they didn't really say the characters' names throughout yeah, so this show. Yeah, so we're kind of guessing really don't know. at home, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, and we really don't know Marnie's situation yet. We don't know. Do, do, I mean, does she have a job? Like, do her parents... Yeah, we don't, pay, we don't really... give us enough backstory Yeah, we yet. don't really know we'll what her whole deal is yet. But we do know that she's obviously not happy. So when she's not happy, nobody, nobody. else is going to be happy. you see that she's like... 
no, you uh, don't handle drugs well. You can't do opium. She starts yeah. telling her what she can and can't do. I like yeah. that when the boyfriend asks her, like, hey, can I try? She's like, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. No care <laughs> in the she world. She care less about him. She's, like, so grossed out and over this poor guy. So, she speaking of gross, we got to talk about that sex scene. But before we yeah. do that, we need to go to commercial yes. break. So that, um, and remind the viewers at home as well, that they... Please let us know what you thought about uh, this first episode. Rate us on iTunes. You, when you download us, leave as much information as you want. Write to us. Let us know what you want to see on the AfterBuzz show, what you thought about the HBO Girl show, anything that you want. And even if you tweet at us, we'll respond as well. And uh, my Twitter is at Spicy underscore Mati. And you can tweet at Kelly even right now. And Kelly, tell them your Twitter. Uh, mine is Kelly with an IE079. And Miriam. Miriam L. Gonzalez. And we will respond instantly. Or you can call back to us. Um, call us right now, 424-256-1729. As soon as we're back from commercial, we'll take you. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? And we are back y'all and we're doing it big because being is for doing and <laughs> kelly was just bringing up a great point she was saying how relatable this show is <laughs> and that this show is being compared to a lot of different shows and even relatable to our real lives but what is most interesting is some of the unhot unsexy sex scenes that were displayed <laughs> on this first episode between hannah and adam her non-boyfriend what would he be? Her, her booty call. Her booty, her booty call, call, I guess. It's yeah. her booty call. Adam is her booty call. And, you know, I, as as they get into it, you know, he he directs her to, you know, lay on her stomach. And then, you know, you kind of get to this point where you're like, what are they going to... Are they... No, they're not. Yeah. And so, you know, he goes and he's like, all right, I'll be right back. And I'm going to go grab some lube. She's like, and grab a condom. He's like, yeah, maybe mm, I'll do that. I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, it's like it's such a guy in his 20s, dude. It's not even cool. Like, well, he was oh, inconsiderate. Yeah. There was no romance going on. Oh, there no, was, it was nothing. Not, yeah, no it was not, nothing. Not sexy at all. And she absolutely tried. I mean, when she started, you know, saying like... It may not be dark yet, but it's dark. You know what did she say? It was like, well, I think she talked a little too much. It was she made the she moment like, made so it awkward. awkward. Well, because she's a writer, so she's trying to romance the situation. But that's I don't even very think her talking. Was uncomfortable. I think she was uncomfortable because, like, when she first starts out, like she's like she's the one that starts making out with him. So she like jumps on she him, tries starts, to ravish him, like starts ravishing him, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, and then she says, "I like you so much, I don't know where you disappear to," <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know what you mean. I'm right here." <laughs> 
But I think that's but a that's, little. She glimpse. meant like I think she meant throughout their relationship. Yes, he just yes. disappears for moments at a time. She can't find him. But yes, he, he just didn't get yeah, it. He I didn't catch it. And then all of a sudden, style coming out in her sex life. That's her. I think when she said that, that's her way of saying, you know what? This is part of my experience. This is part of my essay. This is something that afterwards I'm gonna pen. Yeah, and then you know, but then as it keeps going, and then she starts talking about other like random stuff that just you know that you don't need to talk about right there in that moment. It's quite awkward. Yes. yes, let's play the quiet game. He wanted to he shut said, her up let's so play bad. The quiet game. But how about the moment when he walked away and he's coming back and you see her struggling to take off her clothing? <laughs> she because she won't get out of position at all. So, so she stayed not... in position, <laughs> like he ordered her to, oh, trying no. to take off what pantyhose or leggings or leggings something. Leggings or something. And I don't he, know. Like tries to assist her in taking those off as well, but not but not a in a sexy scene, way. No. It was just kind of like ugh, so that like, was definitely not a Sex in the City moment. No. Not at all. Very unromantic, very booty call, very awkward. And it stayed in wide shot the entire time, so that way we can see everything going on in this weird loft of a place (laughs) that he had, artsy-fartsy. Very bachelor. Yes. I can't afford anything. I pick up my couch on the sidewalk. And they're doing it on the couch. That's the most bachelorness part of it all. I know. They don't even go to the, yeah, they don't, yeah, it's just, it's the whole thing is awkward. (laughs) So then she finally ends up at this dinner party. All of a sudden, they're drinking opium tea and then you know her friends are giving she her advice like sex. <laughs> her friends are giving her advice about her parents so she takes off to go oh. to her parents hotel room and is papa papa <laughs> where like, papa came from <laughs> she's like he's like he doesn't even call me this <laughs> So she takes her book to her parents for them to read so they can change their mind. And she's asking for $1,100 a month for the next two years to complete her memoir. And that that is, it's incredible because how can they expect her to live off of $1,100 a month in New York? But she's going to do it. See, I think she could have played that a little (laughs) bit smarter as far as asking her parents. She could have been like, you know what? Instead of aiming for two years, she could have been like, for the next couple of months, just bear with me. But right. she didn't. Yeah. She just went straight yeah, for she it. Yeah, went straight she just for feels it. so entitled. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's the only child thing that she had going on. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously she's been coddled her entire life. Right. But she definitely does not have, like, grown woman swag going on. <laughs> well, and, I, and then the, and the reason comes out. And then her mom finally has had enough. And her mom is like, I work hard. I want a lake house. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm like, this is enough. And you finally see that her mom is like done paying for her. Her mom finally wants to retire. She wants to relax and she wants her daughter to grow up and have a life of her own. Daddy's and not she ready to let go though. No, he's not. So Daddy's- that's that's going to be an interesting struggle that you know we're going to get to see and then but her parents bail like she passes out and I'm proud of them for that they totally checked out and bailed out and she left wasn't her taking them seriously obviously no. No. they left her 20 bucks and then she stole the $20 housekeeper's tip <laughs> <laughs> right I mean but dang times are tough though you times know she are said, tough the economy. you know you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't know it was a good episode it was a great I, episode I give it a 9 probably because I'm shocked at how much I liked it. No, I, I am really excited to see where it goes next. I mean, so well, let's make some guesses yeah. after Buzz predictions, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, Kelly, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think that I think she's still going to kind of beg her parents a little bit more for. Um, 
for money. But I think she's going to go on some job interviews. I think she's going to try to hustle a little bit. But it's not going to be easy. I think she's going to see that it's not as easy as she thinks it is. And I think real life is going to hit her in the face a little bit. So I'm excited mm, to yeah, see how definitely. she handles that. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Miriam? Yeah. I think I think that it's going to be, she's going to have a lot to learn. She's going to learn a lot. But she has these other girls that she can lean on. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how their relationships unfold. And, um, you know, how they guide each other in, in these tough situations. Because it's not easy being on your own in a big city when mm-hmm. when you're cut off, especially. And you have no job. And, you know, it's going to be nice. I think they're going to, her friends are going to encourage her. The ones that are doing well to do well and then the other ones like Jess are gonna you know pull her a little on the crazy side so she's gonna ha- I think we're gonna see a lot of variety in I want to see more of the awkward one too she was pretty funny the like oh yeah Jess's cousin yeah, who was in love yeah with her, co- yeah. her cousin <laughs> she was pretty funny she kind of she had an, like a crazy annoying likable like personality to it yeah though. Uh, but what my favorite part is the relationship between Adam and Hannah I want to see that more because there's going to be another guy I'm sure introduced that is a good one but Hannah is going to keep going back to Adam because we always see that between relationships so I can foresee them bringing this another guy who's not an asshole yeah but that concludes our first episode of Girls on HBO and you guys can always tune back with us we'll be here next Sunday make sure that you rate us on iTunes Please, please, please leave some comments. Let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. Follow us on AfterBuzz um, on Twitter on after, at AfterBuzzTV. In addition to Spicy underscore Mari and Kelly, give them your Twitter. Kelly079. Miriam L. Gonzalez. And you guys, we love you. And girls rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> I was waiting. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 